Well, like all hijackings, there has to be an outcome. There has to be an end to hijackings. And I've hijacked Pete Holmes' sitcom called You Made It Weird. And uh, it's been a trip. It's been a good experience. Uh, What I'm talking about is uh, Pete Holmes had me on his uh, podcast, You Made It Weird. And we talked for two hours and... I thought, you know what, there's no reason why my listeners, my pavement pounders, shouldn't have access to this. And instead of just directing you to it, I just pulled it in and put it on my podcast. So it's it's like, you ever see the space shuttle when it's piggybacking on the back of a jumbo jet? That's kind of like this. This is like two podcasts piggybacking each other or making love or climbing up Brokeback Mountain or whatever they're doing. They're on top of each other. They're, they're, they're intermingling all their juices. And so I wanted you guys to hear this. It gives you a chance to hear me on the other side of the microphone being interviewed instead of being the host. Thought that could be provocative, or maybe you hate it. I don't know, but I thought I'd throw it out there, let you guys be the judge. Uh, Today we have a really cool conversation about love and marriage and passion and all kinds of things. So here it is, me on Pete's Home Show, but this is the Harland Highway! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. (laughs) What was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for Samantha thing to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. What's up, weirdos? I, I'm, I'm thrilled that Harlan Williams came in and made it weird, and I, I honestly can't think of a, a more ideal guest, somebody that was just incredibly willing and ready to just dive right in. And this is somebody that I only know from the stand-up scene. We do shows together, uh, you know, maybe once a month I'll see him. And, and he came into the studio, and he was just exactly what we want out of the show, just ready to go open, honest, and, and very, very funny. So let's not waste any time. All right. Harlan Williams, everybody. Harlan Williams. Stephen Hawking, our most com- uh, intelligent computer person, says that if there are aliens, they'll probably be hostile. Yeah, that, that you know, but that's a 50-50 proposition. He goes, they'll probably be hostile, but what's the other side of the equation? Well, they might be friendly. We I might get, you know, massages. Who knows? <laughs> they got those long, almondy fingers, you know. <laughs> Probably get the best back rub of my life from those. I mean, I each that, finger is yes. about 12 inches long. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, God yeah. bless them. Get yeah. I'm going to be standing at the, at the crop circle with some olive oil. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like here, here I am, dude. <laughs> Come on, Bulbo, let's go. I'm taking, I'm taking my clothes off as you land on the on the flax, you know. <laughs> it's like, 
Uh, let's talk about love a little bit. You mentioned it. Uh, are you married? No, I'm not. Uh, are, do you have a loved person? Not at the moment, no. Have you had loved people? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Love love is the best thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, let's that, talk about that's, love. That's the power of humanity. That's one of the great driving powers of humanity that I yes. I love about being human and yes. life. And, and that's the good side of us. It's weird that it can turn the volume down on everything. People and just crank go, the volume up. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, I mean. On the bad stuff I meant, yeah. In the bad yeah, stuff, yeah. The yeah. volume goes down. Yes. And, yes. Then, and then you're just only focused on this person or this oh, thing. Oh, yeah. It's it great. I always things. feel bad when you ever, you ever meet people, they say, I've never been in love. Yeah, I don't. Have you ever? You've been in love, haven't you? Every girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can. I, I mean, I, I feel so bad when I meet people who say, I've never been in love. I, I, I think I might be in love with this person, but I've never been in love. And you can tell they don't. They, yeah, you it's have no the idea saddest thing about. I've ever heard yeah, when it, I hear someone you're say that. You're fucking right. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, Get to be this. in love is the best feeling on the planet, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Oh, God. I remember God. one time being in love, and did you see 500 Days of Summer? Uh, I don't think so. We're, we're in different circles when it comes to what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a great scene where uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks in the mirror. They're playing, uh, oh, for fuck's sake, You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall & Oates, right? Oh, yeah. And he looks, he's in love, and he looks in the uh, car window for the reflection, and he sees Han Solo. Oh wow! And it's it's such a funny thing. And I, I gotta was like, see this movie. That now. is, and uh, yeah, and uh, it, it covers everything. It covers love, and then it covers like heartbreak and love. It's very, very. I think it's very good. Um, but that's. I remember feeling exactly that way. I remember, it, it, you know, was informed by the movie. But I was walking in the sun, and I f- just felt that scene in that movie. And I felt like if I look in this car window, I'm going to see Han Solo because yeah. that's how much like. Sh- like that person was making me feel it lifted so lifted you up, yeah. I I felt were, like Han Solo. You were beaming. Yeah, yeah. she made me beam, yeah. and it was all about that relationship, and it was all it was pure joy and pure ecstasy. Oh, and like you know, they've all best. pretty much been that way, with the exception of uh, I, I don't say this callously. I never really think I was like in love. I got married when I was twenty two. Okay, to the first girl I, that I slept with. Are you still married? No, no, no. Okay. I got divorced when I was twenty eight. Okay, um, and I'm not saying this defensively or even. She'll never hear this. I'll be, be the cheap. judge. <laughs> that one, I don't think I was like, uh, I don't think I was in love because I didn't know any better. You I didn't, didn't know? Okay. I didn't your know first it was. one. Yeah. I was infatuated, certainly. Uh, and that's, I, that's fair. I loved her. Yeah. But then after that, I learned what it was like to get the like, I can't eat. I want to stay up all night with this person. I want to talk to this person constantly. Right. Just upset. And it is the fucking best. It's and the they best. all ended, Harlan. Some of them badly. Yeah. yeah and, I, and it's love and loss. It's fucking true. I'll take the good. Yeah. I can put the bad in the basement and I'll take all the yeah. good and I'll show it at parties. Yeah, no, hey, you know, I, I say that's that's those are the beats, the heartbeats of living. You know, some yeah. people some people don't want to be in love because a lot of times, you know, the love ends. Yes. But but it's 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 kind of like you know, at least you've lived in that moment where you hit that high yeah. and sure you're going on that low, but it, it that up and down movement is better than just flatlining. Oh, I see what you're you saying. It's like I'm the saying? EKG, it's the up and exactly. down. Exactly. And even though it it's bliss and it's the worst you've ever felt in your life when it ends, Yeah, you're feeling. 
and yeah. you, and, and, and you, you love it and you hate it, but, but you're living life as opposed to just tuning it all out and, and just kind of flatlining. Yes. So Well, to quote your Bono, he says, the only pain is to feel nothing at all. And then the Lumineers also said that very similarly. They said the opposite of love is indifference. So ah. it's like if you're feeling something. And look, there are a lot of sad I, I have friends who are going through breakups currently, and they're yeah. very sad. Oh, of course. But it's like, awful. It is awful, and it is, it is kind of the worst. It's the worst. It's but then, the worst. But then sometimes you're eating a pancake off your girlfriend's stomach or something, something oh, like Oh, talk ridiculous. to me about that. I'm not letting that go by. Talk to me about that, Daddy Flapjack. Oh, do you think I'm letting that go by? Uh-uh. I just... Stop. I've never actually... You have. I've never actually done that. I want to now. That's a great idea. I have had sex on a bed, yes, a bed. I was saying yes to Katie. She lights me at 90. Oh, I go, are I we a, done? Can I get, we... No, it usually oh. goes a little bit long. If you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I just uh, Some of the best intercourse I've had in my wow. life is uh, is surrounded by desserts. Really? <laughs> and, and yeah, like, so you... you've had sex at Denny's? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. You know what, Harlan? Through the fly. Wow, out of boy, No, you know you, you're in a hotel and it's fun, and you, yeah. you, 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 like that's a fun feeling. I like that fortress feeling of like sure. people bringing you food and, oh, and yeah. having sex. And, Nothing like like having intercourse and you look over and there's a slice of black forest cake. That's what I'm fucking saying. Right? It's like you're you're feeling good in the groin, and then you look over and there's a cake, and you're like, I mean, as soon as I'm done, I'm having some black forest cake. This this. Is is that your out of body experience, man? There you go. Maybe I don't want to astral project if I keep doing shit like this. My body, need, no, you, stay here. Yeah, things are good here. Yeah. Uh, God in heaven. Well, it's funny how something as simple as sex and love, these basic things. We're talking about your phone. We're talking about Times Square and iPad and and merging of our sing- into the singularity and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, love and, and sex and sex when you're in love. That's that's where it's at, as Sam Cooke oh, said. That's beautiful. That's that's an even higher level when yeah. you when you can have uh, sex and be in love at the same time. That yeah. that's that's the candles burning hottest right there. Yeah. Oh. God. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And like I said, I hope everyone listening has had those moments. Yeah. And there's if people not, that have and to go, you're absolutely right, yeah. buddy. It kills me the people I know. Who are like uh, married, you know, married, and and I'm like, uh, I I don't think you even like your wife. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I've heard people say, yeah, you know, we're not, you know, he loves me. And yeah. That's enough for me. Right. We're not really in love, but I know he loves me, and that's all I need. Right. And you're like, wait a minute, what about passion and sensuality and and electricity and right. magic? And right. No, he, he loves me. I'm good with that. I people, just want to be loved. Well, people are afraid, aren't 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 we? I'm including myself in yeah. that. You get in the the more intense relationships that I've had, the more burn it, white hot burning ones mm-hmm. are the ones that hurt so much more when they go sideways. Sure, yeah, and they they kind of tend to go sideways. I mean, I don't think that has to be the case. In fact, I'm going to say that's not that doesn't have to be the case. But people who we're all playing poker, and some people, you know, they, there's this great moment on the British Office where Tim, uh, who is the Jim character in the American Office, yeah, mm-hmm. so Tim. Uh, is talking about he could leave the shitty paper company because he's like, right now I rolled a three. And if I picked up the die and rolled it again and laughed and took a chance, I could roll a six. He's also, I could also roll a one. Right? Yeah, right. And it's like, that's how a lot, I think that's, and look, 
please don't feel judged, or anybody, or if you even think I'm talking about uh, somebody that you know, you know, like some, if I'm reminding you of somebody, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying this is a choice that we make. We're, we're playing cards, and you get dealt a decent hand, especially if it's one of your early hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of the, like with me, with my wife, I was like, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And you get a little stack of chips. Some people cash out right there and go, this is enough. And some people stay at the table, and you get these big stacks, and you find these hot relationships that are crazy, in love, making my dreams come true, Han Solo shit. Yeah. Uh, and then those sometimes those people lose and it hurts more. The guy that walks away from the table with the small stack that only maybe like won 50% more than he sat down at the table with, yeah. that's he loves me, he's not in love with me, um, protect themselves. Yeah. It's bricks around your heart. Yeah. You put a little fortress, a little, t- uh, what's it called? You know, the castle piece in chess, basically, around the your rook. heart. You put a rook around your heart yeah. and nothing gets in but nothing gets out. You can't you can't really get as much damage, but you also don't feel as much ecstasy. It's like a prudent move. Yeah. And if anybody looks at my life and goes, he was very prudent, I'll fucking burn their yeah. house down. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you don't want to be prudent. Prudent should be a flavor of Baskin Robbins. Uh, you know? It's kind of a buttercream. Yeah. <laughs> Another scoop of the prudent, please. So we take chances. You yeah. have a, you have a son. No. I thought you had a son. No. I thought you had a son. No. You I, lied to me once then. I you did? You definitely went, this is my son. Oh, I say that to anyone I meet. That is so funny. I, whenever I'm with someone, I go, this is my son or my daughter. You know what's funny? Whenever there are small children around, I go, these are my children. Yeah. It's Why weird not? that we have the same life bit. Why not? But I fell for it when you did it. And I went, that motherfucker doesn't look anything like him. Well, plus he was my same age. Didn't that ring a bell? Yeah. It should have. <laughs> mean no you were mean <laughs> when you said rook and that's how chinese people say hook how dare you unbelievable that was just you know <laughs> it was at the improv and it was dark yeah so never married yeah, i was married oh you were married mm-hmm. how long yeah. were you married two years two years how long were you together before that uh about six weeks is that right? No, we we I proposed after six weeks, but uh, we uh, see. We, this is a guy that's been in love. Oh hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, six yeah. weeks. Six weeks before I proposed, and then and then I think we got married about four months later. Yeah, it was really fast. You dirty dog. Yeah, it was amazing. Who was this person? No, Where did you meet you them? Know, uh, oh, I'm not looking for names. We're just talking about love. Um, <laughs> I I met them uh, actually met them at a comedy club. It was uh, someone in the audience, and uh, yes. you know, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it wasn't someone that came to see the show. It was a friend of a friend who brought a friend to yes to come and see the show. So. And then, so she saw you headline, or you just did a short. I was set? just doing a little dingle nut at uh, you know just a little. Was it at the improv? No, it was at the Laugh Factory, actually, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. So you're at the Laugh Factory, and you meet this girl, yeah. and she's gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful girl. Yeah. And you ask her out there? Uh, yeah, we all went out for drinks, and uh-huh. then I kind of, kind of started making contact with her there. You know, so yeah, <laughs> pretty wild, man. And then it flared up really quickly. Oh yeah, very, very quickly. Yeah, the what does best. that look like? You took a trip together. What is the what is the what is the move? Because something needs to bond people. You need to spend a lot of time. We together. we took a road trip through Arizona. There you go. Down the back roads where the giant cactus grow. We just drove through jungles of like 19, <laughs> 20, 30 foot cactus. the beginning of a cactus. short story where the giant yeah. cactus grow. Oh, yeah, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs>
And you're fucking. Well, you know, I I I I never divulge too much about my love life. Sure, I keep I keep that. You know, I I feel like a but lot. Presumably, you're fucking. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the cactus were. <laughs> Fucking! I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I meant it in the good way. I wasn't trying to. Of course, I'm not trying to out you. I'm just no, saying no. that's the that's that early passion. You're on this road trip, right, and there's right. there's a lot of attraction, of course, and yeah. interest. And yeah. is it like staying up and talking? Like you just can't wait to oh, see yeah. what she thinks about this or this Absolutely. or this. Absolutely, it's all that it's loss all that. of appetite when apart. Uh, not really, because we both liked like junk food. So it was like you know, <laughs> you, 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 we we liked to go and eat. It was great. Really? Yeah, yeah. And then you proposed six weeks. Was that a shock to her? Uh, I think she was surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But said yes. Yeah, said yes, and uh, off we went. Didn't last very long. How did you uh, propose? Um. <laughs> All right, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you. I basically, we were driving through the middle of nowhere. Yes. And believe it or not, I, I'm not trying to make a joke, there's a little town in the middle of nowhere in Arizona called Nowhere, Arizona. And, really? Yeah, it's it's a, it literally a gas station and a general store. <laughs> and we just drove through the town, and I just pulled over. I said, let's go climb up that, that little mountain there, that little, you know, there's like kind of a half mountain, half hill thing. And we got to the top, and there was a little yellow flower growing out of the desert ground, and I picked it, and I gave it to her, and she was sitting on a rock. I said, will you marry me? With the flower? Yeah. In nowhere? In the middle of nowhere, man. <laughs> and uh, that was it. She started crying and said yes, and it was amazing. I, I don't. I don't regret it at all. You know, it's sad when things don't work out, but it was. Yes. It was a beautiful moment in my life. You know. And yes. It was. Uh, don't get yeah. robbed of that. Not you're not. I'm. No. I'm talking to people listening and to myself. It's yeah. like you shouldn't lose nowhere flower proposal. No, I love it. I love it. Because Even though it the marriage off. didn't work out, I I, I savor that moment. Yes. It, was, it was a beautiful moment. Yes. Yes, beautiful. Some highlight reel. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a real beep of the high part yeah. on the heartbeat. Fantastic. What? Can you tell me a little bit about why it went wrong? You know what? I'd probably rather not because That's you okay. know it, it's 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 you know I find relationships, especially real intimate ones, are are very sacred to me. Sure. And and well, thank you for telling the proposal. I'll thank you for yes, what you did I, I've share. never told that before, but uh, yeah. you know, I, I feel like it's a beautiful moment, and I'd rather just you know Let's leave it positive, leave it there, and yeah, and uh, you know, the, my my relationships with uh, with uh, my ex wife and and other uh, girlfriends that I've had, you know, th- those are. They're like uh, sacred to me, and and I feel like when you when you put that out for the world to hear, it it takes away from a little bit of that magic. So I, I kind of I never really talk about that stuff. I had uh, people who know the show know everything about my relationship. No, no, my wife cheated on me, and all this sort of stuff. Oh, I'm like, sorry, just, but you yeah. see, I just said it so callously. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to do. It, it was like flooding the. Generator, you know what I mean. It was yeah. like I, I was keeping it so sacred, and it was yeah. it was such such a source of hurt for me that I was like, let's open all the windows and really let every everybody come sure. in. That, that's a good approach too. It and, worked. Uh, for, it and worked and for I'm me. not keeping stuff in because of any hurt or any oh, yeah, any yeah. pain. It, it's it's more about the magic to me. Yeah. It's, it's all about the good things. I don't dwell on the things that went bad. It's it's all about respecting. Yes. 
her privacy, my sure. privacy. And, and those moments that we had were so intimate that, yes. that I like to keep those. I get it. Kind of like in my own photo book in my mind. I get that. So I, I my, hope you're not uh, offended that I'm not, oh, not opening up about it. In fact, I, I would like to think that there will come a time when there will be. And, you know, there are little photos in the album that I, that I don't share. Good, I good. Just, I'm yeah. just not sure what they are. They're there though. You They're know, there. You know, the, probably a, something to do with a pancake on a belly. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever eaten a pancake off a girl's belly? No, but I'll tell you what I did. I did do. This is a fun one. I was at a bar one night. And, I haven't, but I'm gonna. Well, I was at a bar one night, and there was a girl who uh, we started talking, and uh, she goes, "I want a tattoo," and I said, "Well, I've got a sharpie," and I pulled a sharpie out of my jacket uh-huh and uh, i go what do you want she goes i want a snake coming out of my asshole <laughs> this is a true story <laughs> this is true so cut to about an hour later i guess he was drawing a snake coming out of the hole it was no! great, it was great. Yeah. what in a hotel i'm hoping oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty wild <laughs> it was pretty fun it was That's weird. Great. It was weird, yeah. Let's talk about one thing I really wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Was um something that I, I realized recently that I'm very passionate about and I know I just know you are from seeing your stand up is is genuity. When when you're telling that story, I didn't have to say is this true. I just wanted to see if it was true. Of course it's true. When I see you perform, uh there's there's a lot of presence. It's been coming up a lot on the show a lot, and it's been coming up a lot even more in my life. I've been talking to other comic friends of mine where I'm like, it's sex. It's it's comedy is sex, and and if you're enjoying yourself and if you're present, the crowd can tell there, that that bond is formed. Right. It, it's no, it's no longer sexual, but it, it's it's the performer and the laughing, and and you're being informed by them, and they're informing you, and and you're informing them, of course, with your words and all this. But there's this nuance, and I see a lot of people perform, and they're just not – they're like bad lovers. You know what I mean? They're not in the moment. They're not paying attention to their their partner, the crowd. Got it. And uh, when I see you, I'm like, this is a guy who I think for – like would never hesitate to pull the handbrake, turn the car around, flip the car over, light the car on fire, steal another car. Um, The car being the performance – to make the show what it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. I feel like you're honoring the set. You're honoring the night. Oh, thank you. You're very present. You're very yeah. improvisational, and you're very aware. And every time I see the show, I go like, oh, that's what, it, that's what that 20 minutes of the show was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Because you were tuned into it. Yes. Can you talk about that? Can we talk about your process a little bit? D- d- am I right? Yes, I I, I I appreciate you saying that, and and my my approach has always been uh, I do what I do, but I'm I'm doing it for me, but I'm doing it for them, and yeah. and my process is to is well, that's to exactly that's exactly it. Give them a show. Give yes. the, give they're 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 there, and and uh, it's. Uh, it's about being locked in. It's about. It's about. I always. I always speak to it as as kind of like uh, an invisible tractor beam. It's like I, I'm physically on stage, but my energy, my brain, my eyes are sending like an invisible yes energy beam over the crowd, which is a, a, yeah, and that's <laughs> that's a lot of what I do. I like I like to draw them into that that beam. It's yes. like it's like when all those bodies were floating up in Logan's run up yes. to the roof. Yes. And and I, I feel like that, that invisible energy is a lot of what I 
I do on stage because I, I want I want to go beyond just being a talking head on stage. Yes. Like, I want to be I want to penetrate through their skin. I want to penetrate yeah. through their their mind. Through you know I want I want to infiltrate their world and and have them infiltrate mine. Yes, and meld, meld. Yes, meld. So, yeah, locked in yeah, together. That's it. Yeah, it's, I, I think that is to me. First of all, you don't have that ability when you're starting out. Like I, I see a lot of younger guys trying to jump ahead to um i was just gonna say the enlightened comedian because what you're saying sounds a little bit i'm not gonna say we you have it figured out no i'm just saying that's a little bit closer it's a little bit more evolved let's just say that you can't jump ahead you have to be funny and then you can start toying with this idea of of bending light and levitating yeah yeah good good analogy because then it gives you the confidence you're like fuck it i'm funny i've been doing comedy a long time and now I'm going to see what happens if I take my shoes off and like really – I'm just thinking of like a dojo, really respecting the show and knowing that when they are garbage, when the crowd just is surly and is a bad lover, they're fucking you over, you can deliver some of your act. You can yeah. bring them in with some lines, some chops. But then when, once you get to that like zen level, you can say, fuck the act, fuck chops. This is just me. It's not even me and you. This is us. Yeah, this is us yeah. together. Yeah. This is our show. This is our time. Yeah. At the end of my set, I always used to say, that's our time. And so that's my time. Like it was back in the days when you only got five minutes, like, that's my time. I got to go. Yeah. That's our time. That was our time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And it's very, it's no surprise to me to think of you, but I, I think that's a real treasure to think of the tractor beam sort of thing. It goes back to me reading your faces. It goes back to babies in the airport. We're on the on the crowd. When you can see the crowd, the lights are up a little, and you're seeing all the faces, and they're seeing and reading all your faces. Attention is being paid both ways. Yeah, you're making noises that are sounds, and they have more value because we're saying ideas, allegedly, and they're giving these uh, these laughs. And if you could see the 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 graph of a comedian's brain, how much how many of them were surprised? How many of them were a little bit offended? How many people just thought it was the funniest thing they've ever heard? Who's clapping? Like what's ha- like all of it is being fed into us, and then that's informing the performance. If we're being present and we're honoring it, if yes. we're looking at them and valuing the crowd, then the show I think is improved. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting you brought that up because as much as I am connected to the crowd, I, I don't know uh, uh, if I can talk about this, but my my new stand-up special just yeah. came out about two weeks ago. What's it called? It's called The Force of Nature, <laughs> and basically, I shot my new special without a crowd. Is that right? I shot it uh, in the middle of the desert on top of a hill in broad daylight with no audience, and it's, it's, it's pretty wild. And, 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 and in doing that, the premise of that special is... What? Yeah, That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And Jeez, the premise is what? The, well, the premise being that that I felt like that the energy was contained by walls and theaters and and the traditional places where stand ups shoot their specials. And, yes, and I felt like I want to project this energy across a, an unobstructed planet. Yeah. And so. I found this hill in the middle of the Mojave Desert, and I got these producers to sign off on it. And we had a helicopter flying around, and we had we had six cameras up there, and and uh, it's just me up there talking to the whole world, and 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 
having no restrictions on that bond we just talked about uh-huh. with with a small audience as like can I can I project out to the whole planet to everybody and 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 it was really uh you know it's visually crazy looking and and uh if people want to see it they oh, can get it, it at iTunes yeah. uh, it's called the Force of Nature they can order it from harlowilliams.com who, who wouldn't want to see that now I, everybody you know, wants to see it, that it, it's a real uh it was a real experiment but i i really wanted to push myself as a comedian and i wanted to push the the art form of comedy did you comedy. have to try to not play to the cameraman Cameraman. Uh, yeah, I, 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 di- I did a little bit because at the beginning I talk about why there's no audience here. Right. And I talk about that it might be harder because there's no one to guide you with the laughter. But I also say I respect the audience. I think people watching are smart enough that they don't need to be shown where to laugh. Yeah. And I also added a little bumper that if they got into trouble... I would throw a handful of sunflower seeds in their face. So there was a couple of times where I thought maybe they might not be laughing at home when I threw sunflower ah. seeds into the camera. But outside of that, I was pretty much projecting out yes. to the world. Well, it's funny. When you're doing a special, uh, Kumail, uh, my friend Kumail and I did our special in this very, very large um, theater in Austin. And he was like, Peter, it's too big. It's huge. I don't want to do it. It's so big. And I was like, but it's so big, it'll detach us from the audience enough that it'll play on television. Right. So I actually think you playing to an imaginary crowd or whatever, yeah. or an imaginary energy might come through the lens a little bit more. I hope it does. Yeah, I'm I, curious I hope to so. See. It's hard to judge because it's my own thing, like watching right. myself. But I, w- I was very happy doing it and had a great time. And it's, it's probably, you know, it's just like uh, probably unlike any stand-up special you've ever seen. Yes, but. yeah, yeah. When Chris Rock was doing that one that cut between, there was no one where it just cut to him practicing right, yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> that yeah, I, I remember that. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that leads me to the next thing, which kind of contradicts, or made me think of this next thing, kind of contradicts what I said to you, the melding with the audience. Um, but that's what makes this stuff so zen and kind of endlessly interesting, this craft of ours, yeah, which is so similar to music and other types of performance. We get that sometimes from people that listen to the show, so I hope this can, the parallels continue. But in that instance, when, when a comedian is really locking in with the audience, the other thing he's doing is honoring and, and respecting and being present the audience that's in his mind, that his own audience. Right. Sort of thing. So when you're performing in the middle of nowhere, you really have to tap into this, your own compass yeah. sort oh, of yeah. thing and be like, that that's what again kind of makes it a little bit um, sexual in my mind is there's my idea of how the show should go, and when the crowd's idea of the show merges into that shape and then docks into my idea of what the show should right. be, that is also another beautiful kind of union. Yeah. But it comes from my internal compass and my, you know, we both have thoughts, and and you are, are like me, or maybe I'm like you rather. In that I, we both like using all the parts of the buffalo. There's no mistakes. There's yeah. a lot of jazz to it. It's not a mistake if you do it twice. It's not a yeah. mistake if you reference it. Uh, it's not a mistake if you follow it. Yeah. Fuck your set list. Something happened. Don't be stupid. Follow it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's there at the end of it. Yeah. Don't look at a piece of paper that says eyeglass store. Yeah, something right. occurred. Yeah, you know, it's what, it's, an, it's following an energy. It's yes. following a feeling. Yeah, a yeah. vibe. And uh, no, that's that's a, that's a great way you're putting it. Yeah, I'm, I'm real full of it today. 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Holy smokes. Give me some Black Forest cake salad. <laughs> Let's talk about um, – we'll do the speed round, but first the speed round is just oh. how we, we end the show. It's kind okay. of fun. But um, the uh, I wanted to tell that story because you're somebody that I, I respect. Thank you. I don't know why I said it that way because I have something. I respect you, and and uh, you know the first time we did a show together, you get that little bit of like, oh, I hope Harlan likes me, sort of thing. And then we had the next level of our comedic relationship, and this is the longest we've ever talked, uh, which is often how this show goes. Yeah. Dare, dare I say is the reason I have this show? Because okay. if I was like, do you want to sit in a room for two hours? It'd be very bizarre. But we did that show, and you did your closer, and you did this whole. You asked for a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. And then you improvise this joke. Yeah. And then I went on after you and made it sound like you had stolen my joke, which was your <laughs> which improvised really funny, joke. By the way, yeah. And then told it, yes, I'm so happy. Yeah. That makes oh, no. me so happy. That cracked me up. Yeah. And that that meant a lot. Yeah. Uh, as as a more experienced um, comedian, somebody that's you know, comedy is all about respect. There's a mafia level to it. There's, it's like pay your dues and and show some respect. That's a made guy. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. So. I'm going up as Spider in Goodfellas, and I'm like, what if I, what if I make fun of Harlan? Not make fun, but you know, what if I take his joke? I know he's in the room. I'm going to make it look like I'm mad at him and retell the joke the right way. Yeah. And then it was just one of those beautiful things where it, it, it's a little bit of a chance because what if you're a lunatic and you're just like, sure. what are you doing? Don't yeah. do that. But you liked it, and, and it's, just, it's just that kind of – you know, we're all comedians sort of moment. It's yep. like, it doesn't matter. We're yep. all in the boat together. Yep. And if it's funny, we like it. It was just, it was just such a fun, it was oh, such a fun night for thank me. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you for <laughs> providing the, the setup to it. It was such a fun oh, thing that, to do. That was great. Cause I know it can go the other way. Back when I was starting out, I, I, I used to do a little tribute to, there was this older comedian that did the circuit and, uh, and uh, he, uh, you know, every now and then I'd do a little tribute to him because I liked doing his voice and he was a funny guy. And uh, he would do real corny <laughs> jokes like, uh, <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd talk about Saskatchewan where it's a province in Ontario where it's all prairie. The whole, it's for, for thousands of miles. It's just flat. Yes. And he used to do a joke where he'd go, Jesus Christ, Saskatchewan. It's the only place in the world you can sit on your front porch and watch your dog run away. <laughs> for three weeks ah, right ah, <laughs> so I would do it just because I liked the guy and, and I, I was doing it for about a month and then one day he walked up to me and he goes hey Jesus Christ Holland I hear you've been doing my jokes and I go yeah oh yeah Gary it's like a tribute and he goes yeah well fucking don't like he just got wow. mad at me and I was like, like okay dude like he didn't get it that mm -hmm. I was I was like kind of worshipping him a little and right and I felt bad. I felt bad that I did it because he perceived me as like as if I wanted to steal his, his joke, jokes. and then I do it in his voice. Right, like, right, right. And I also felt bad that he missed that one of the younger up and coming comics who was you know at that time considered you know hip and edgy. And yes, yes, he, yes. He was missing that this guy was like giving him some credo, you know. Right. And so it was just a disaster. Yeah. I, I just stopped doing it immediately. I you said, never you got know. it, Gary. I won't do it again. Yeah. You, know? you never know. 
know. Yeah. When are you going to run into some sensitive lunatic? Yeah. They yeah. won't understand. Yeah. And I can't remember when that's happened to me, but stuff like that's happened. It happens. Me. It happens. But but uh, I, I think he was an old school guy, yes. kind of a cat skills guy. And I think right. the guys nowadays, like that, you know, the guys from the eighties forward, kind of. Right. We get it that we, you know, goof around with each other. Right. And, right. So. Thank you for doing that. That cracked me up, by the way. It's funny because it's not only did you did you take like a a just a bit yeah. that that was would probably be easier to imitate. Yeah, you took this long drawn out improv that I did and nailed it like bit by bit by like I don't even know how you remembered it all to begin was, with, but it was. I mean, I was impressed on top of of laughing my ass off. So. I was, was as great. I was doing it, I was like, I remember it was like, and then the mushroom and he's got a cow. I remembered like oh, yeah. your riffs, but I didn't know I remembered them until I tried to yeah. remember them. It was, well, it was right there. It was well, that was church, man. That was like a yeah. little bit of a presence, and it, it was. Yeah, very, it very caught fun. me off guard because you know no 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 one's really ever done that before, and I was like, oh, that that's kind of cool. I, I enjoyed it. So thank oh, you. Oh, that was a big thrill for me. Me too. Um, thank you. Let's do the speed round. Let's do it. I don't know what it is, it's, but I don't do I don't do drugs. But let's do it. <laughs> oh well, that's the first question. Will you do the speed with me? Uh, okay. <laughs> Tie my arm off. Do people dude. think you do drugs a lot because you yes. because you are a goof? Well, a because I talk slow like this. I, oh. You know, kids in high school used to call me stoner. That was one of my nicknames because I I kind of have a nasally drawl or whatever. Yeah, I understand. And then, you know, doing movies like Half-Baked and right. Sorority Boys and, you know, Dumb and Dumber and Something About Mary, all these movies, you know, they're right. all like, you know, teen, like, hilarious comedy movies. So they think, oh, the stoner dude. Right. So. But you're not a, you don't do the weed? Or any, uh, I've any? done it a few times in my life. Right. You know, I've done it like maybe 20 or 30 times. But no, I've always tried to stay away from drugs and and. It's that stuff. It, it's no surprise. I, I it's such a weird. I never knew I was like pretty anti-drug. It turns out that I am just because there are some people, uh Rory Scovel, Matt McCarthy, uh I, I don't need to name all these people that do drugs, but like they do they smoke pot and all that sort of, and they're geniuses and they're great. And I'm just like, I don't know how it works. But a lot of the time I'm kind of like if, you know, somebody trails off and doesn't get to be in all those movies that you mentioned, I'm yeah. kind of like were they doing a drug that like made them feel like they didn't need to do those movies? You know, what right, I mean? right. Like weed was always scary to me because it made me feel like I had accomplished something. And I know you love weed, Katie. <laughs> no, not really. Oh, I thought you were making your "I love weed" face. And look, I've I've had wonderful experiences with it too. And you could call me full of shit because I I drink I drink booze and all that sort of stuff. And maybe I am. And booze has destroyed other careers as well, and, sure. and lives, and drunk sure. driving, and marriages. Yeah. Um, so I am full of shit. But in my experience, <laughs> my, in my experience, I've seen a lot of people that I'm like, that's one of the funniest people I've ever known, and he smokes weed all day. Cut to two years later, he's gone. You know, he's, yeah. just, he's just not around. Yeah. Now that he didn't die, he just kind of like. Well, that's my 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 approach was look, our instruments that we make our career with are our brains. Yes. And I always looked at my brain like an Alka-Seltzer tablet and and you know you drop it in water and it slowly starts to dissolve and little pieces drop off and yeah. then eventually it just dissipates yes and I always thought the reason I've only done you know smoked weed a few times in my life is because it's it's fun I love it I laugh my head off but yeah. I don't do drugs because I don't want to 
damage my instrument. Right. And I'm not saying I, I, I am. I don't know the answer, whether it would help me or hurt me, but my own personal conclusion is this this thing on my in my skull is 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 my livelihood it's, it's precious it's, it's, it's precious also and, and remembering lines and stuff yeah like that it's, stuff it's, it's uh so i i protect it i yeah. try to protect it and i enjoy a beer now and then i don't drink hard liquor i never have I, i've never experimented with any other drugs but you know weed uh probably 20 30 times yeah. of my whole life yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh it's been fun i look i to be honest if, if i wasn't protecting my brain i would probably love to do it all the time because yeah, sure. i have a laugh but i'm, right. I'm not going to sacrifice my head f for that I, I can laugh at other things right so you're and right. you're right i've seen i've seen the destructive side of drugs and you know we've all had friends like mitch hedberg and people like that that i used to work with and yeah. and, and it really breaks my heart that that people like that aren't with us anymore, and and you know there's a price to pay for 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 that activity, and yeah. So you know, whatever. I I don't know the answer, but I know what works for me. Yeah. You know? Well, I, you know, as silly as it sounds, I I kind of like getting that message out there. We we get sometimes nice emails, and they're like, <laughs> my like my son was like a real fuck up, and like he's listened to your show, and he hears how comedians have a reverence. Oh, good for good. their creativity. I know it, it's a little. I, I'm being a little self serving right now, but like, no, it's it's good. I, I'm it's all about if, if 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 something we say, uh, you know, sends a positive or yes. reinforcing message along. Great. Yes. I, I I would encourage. I'll just say it. I would encourage kids not to do that stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's hypocritical because I did a, a drug movie called Half Baked, sure. but again, I'm an actor. You know, I, I did a right. I did a, something about Mary, and I played a serial killer. Right. I've never buried a body, so, right, right, so right. but you know, I, I would encourage kids to to uh, you know use their own brains, uh, own natural, as they say. Yeah. Put, a, put a pancake on it. You know, put a pancake on <laughs> your head and live, baby. <laughs> Greatest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of soap do you use? There's no right answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to grind up a walrus tusk and uh, <laughs> compress it together and lather me up a blubber froth is what I like to do. <laughs> blubber froth. Yeah. Okay. You could have just said blubber froth. We all know what blubber froth is. <laughs> Uh, can you remember one of the hardest times you've ever laughed? Oh, this is the speed round. Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell me. Okay. Uh, uh, the soap uh, would be, uh, I think it's Dove or Ivory or something okay. like that. Sure, yeah. sure. Good, wow. good scent to it. Um, hardest you've ever laughed? It doesn't have to be the number one, but one of them. This is one of my favorite questions. Uh, it was probably, I almost died. I accused, and it's funny you, we talked about smoking drugs because this is one of the times ah, I smoked pot. What am I? That's why that? I love it. Yeah, That's yeah, what, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, again, yeah. I won't yeah. do it. Yeah. I was in uh, college. I probably smoked pot in college maybe three times yes. over th the course of three years. <laughs> and this one time I. I got a joint. A guy owed me some money. He goes, look, man, I can't pay you, so I'm going to give you, uh, you want a joint? And I was like, okay, I guess. So me and my buddy went back to my condo. We smoked it, and it started to kick in, and my buddy was holding the newspaper. And I said, dude, I want you to read me the newspaper. And he goes, okay, but I want you to read it. And there was a cartoon in the 60s called The Wizard of Oz. It was a little cheap, like a real cheap cartoon. And... 
instead of munchkins, they had these little shapes that were shaped like teardrops. Uh-huh. And they had little legs, and those were the munchkins. And they didn't speak any words. They just talked like this. They're like, <laughs> but it was like high pitch. They, they like, uh, you know, modulated the voice. So it was uh-huh. like really like. And I said, dude, I want you to read me the newspaper as the munchkins from the Wizard of Oz cartoon. So my buddy opened the paper and just as casually, you could see his head moving back and forth following the lines. He was just like, Dude, I, I I couldn't breathe. My stomach hurt. It felt like an elephant was crushing my ribs. I stood up, and with the little breath I had, I said, you are trying to murder me. I had to run upstairs. I ran upstairs for about five minutes so I could stop. I ran right back down. I'd stopped. I laid on the couch. I said, okay, read it again. And I went, we went through this process. It was one of the best, hardest laughs I've had in my life. It's wild. <laughs> you know, if you go on the on YouTube, you can actually see this cartoon. It's called the Wizard of Oz cartoon, and it, it's really cheesy and old looking. But you'll see the Munchkins, and they're they're little like teardrop shaped, ridiculous. So there you go. And now it's making you have the hardest laugh of your life. Well, it's up there. Yeah. I Good. think I think that's that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Do you feel satisfied? Uh, is that is this a question for the speed round? Yeah, I'm just wondering if you feel good about the show. I do. Okay, I do good. feel yeah. good about it. I, it, feel. it was, it, I feel a little like it feels a little weird because I touched on things I don't normally don't talk to people about. Yeah. Well, I, it's it's kind of fun. But Good, it, but it's also it's revealing and it's it's uh, it's it's uh, you know it's it's cool it's it's fun it's good dialogue good conversation. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, I'm thrilled to hear it. that. I enjoyed that. Well, we end the show for no real reason to with the guests, not me, but the guests saying "keep it crispy." It's the catchphrase of the show. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so if you would, thank you so much for doing it. If you take us out with a "keep it crispy," oh, you keep it crispy, funny guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. (laughs) All right. I don't want you to feel like you've been betrayed. Now leaving Nerdist.com. There, we're out. But I don't want you to feel betrayed by the keep it crispy thing. You know how I end my shows. Okay. There'll be no, there'll be no ending my podcast with Keep It Crispy. We ended, we ended, um, you made it weird with Keep It Crispy. And by the way, thanks again for uh, those guys for having me on. I had a great time. I hope you guys liked it, you know, something a little different. Um, but uh, as we segue out, as that's the final episode of You Made It Weird, um, let's close it up. Let's uh let's uh let's get to some announcements here. Um let's see what is going on in the world. Not much, you know, the summer's pretty quiet, so I'm I'm you know, I don't have any gigs. I try to take the summers off. I try to uh sit back and smell the roses and go fishing and you know, you 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 work, you work, you work. Why? 
You're like, well, I want to work so I can make some money and go do things and go on vacation and relax. Well, a lot of people forget to do that. So I try to take summers off. July and August, sometimes June. And uh, that's the time for me to go fishing and recharge my batteries and yada, yada, yada. So not a lot of announcements. Just, uh, I guess the only announcement is, and it's an, it's an order, really. Take some time off and enjoy life. Okay? Take some time off this summer. Shut everything down and enjoy yourself. Life's too short. Thank you. Um... But uh, you can go to harlanwilliams.com and check out our uh, our store if you want to buy some fun merchandise. Uh, you can join my YouTube channel there for free. Just click subscribe and you'll get all my wacky videos. You can write me at harlanwilliams.com while you're there. Or if you want to phone and leave me a wacky or serious or whatever type of phone message, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. I always love hearing your feedback, your comments, your insults, your praise, whatever. And, uh, you know, you might just get uh, your your call put up on the uh, show here. So feel free to call in. Um, Check out uh, allthingscomedy.com where you can also find this podcast. And tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. Why, why, you got to hog it all to yourselves, player. That ain't right, player. Anyways, uh, we kept it crispy, and uh, we kept it weird, but now we're going to end uh, end the Harlan Highway uh, the way we always do, with my catchphrase. Um, you know it. Ready? Three, two, one. Chicken. Chow mein, baby. Keep it crispy. No, no. Chicken. Chow mein, baby. Yeah, but can't can it be crispy chicken chow mein? No. Keep it crispy. No. It's chicken chow mein, baby. Crispy. No. Chicken chow mein, baby. I gotta go. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>